T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 11 o'clock hour here on Cody and Gold Live in Arizona. We're at the Phoenix Convention Center once again for Radio Row. Getting set for the Super Bowl. And our coverage for the big game is brought to you by Ray Gunn and Baker University. Coming up here in about uh, maybe six minutes or so. Expected to have uh, Trey Wingo from Caesar Sportsbook join us. We'll get his thoughts on, on this game. Expecting to have him join us also a little bit later on in the day. Nate Taylor from The Athletic coming up around 11.30, our weekly visit with him. We decided, you know, let's have Nate Taylor come on Thursday instead of Tuesday, get settled in. He's had a chance to now go through the final media appearance uh, for the Chiefs and everything. So Nate Taylor will join us on site here in just a little while. Also, a little bit later on in the show, Greg Cassell of NFL Films does a great job really breaking down the game and what the Chiefs defensively are going to have to do and what differences and there are vast differences between the Chiefs offense Cody and what the Philadelphia Eagles want to do offensively. Very so, much so. So Greg Cassell will join us a little bit later on uh, in the program. Now it's it is well discussed by now this Eagles defense number one defense in the league and multiple metrics. Patrick Mahomes has played a number one defense though multiple times in his career. This is not his first rodeo as we mentioned you know five years in the league you're going to you're going to see defenses of this caliber but is it the best defense he has seen that that's what it'll be something that we have to determine on on Sunday as the game goes on but how has he played against the league's number one defenses well seven times Cody he's six and one and he averages his offense <laughs> 31 points per game and oh yeah his touchdown to interception ratio is 15 to seven so he does so throw, a little he higher does, on th- the picks he does throw some picks but they're scoring 31 points per game against number one defenses in his career. Think about what those are typically. Like when you face the number one defense, they're usually giving up somewhere gold between 16 and 19 points per game. So he's he's 10 he's he's between 10 points and two touchdowns better. Yeah, stand up. Then on average than anyone else in this well, my chair. Everybody but you guys were just, just stood you both just stood up. I feel like I got to stand up. I wouldn't ju- I didn't just stand up. Nick took my chair away. Oh, why did you do that? It's fine. He needed it for somebody else. So. No, I'm needed for you later. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Cody. Sorry. But when you look at what, you know, facing its number one defense, this is where we have these conversations. People are like, well, they haven't seen a defense like Philly. I'm like, yeah, they have. Bunch of times in the NFL. Has it mattered? Absolutely not. I understand that that number skewed, right? Both Buffalo had a top five defense this year, and they only managed, they managed less than their normal amount gold against Buffalo. Uh, Cincinnati had a top ten scoring defense this year. They averaged less than their normal amount against Cincinnati. But they still have those outputs. Like the 49ers on aggregate, they had one of the best defenses in the NFL this entire year. They dropped 44 on them. You do not know that Kansas City can't score 40 points against Philadelphia. You can't tell me Ooh, that for sure. 40. I'm not saying they – look, I wouldn't predict that many I don't points, think, luckily, but they I don't are think, capable of scoring 40 points against Philadelphia. Luckily, I don't think either team's going to need to get to 40. I mean, I, I think we both believe it will be a high-scoring game, but I would be – 
I'd be stunned if this is a, a you know, 441-38 type of game. I think on the highest end, you know, it's 34-31. It's, it's, you know, if you believe the scripted crap that's out there, 37-34. And the 40 seems awfully high. But I, I'm, I'm not as worried about this, this offense maybe as, as others are. It sounds like, Cody, you're not either in terms of their ability to move the ball. This offensive line, people keep bringing up what happened to the Chiefs against Tampa. And I, that, that to me is not something you should point to from the offensive line going up against a, a defensive front. That offensive line was missing their left tackle and their right tackle in that game. Like, that is not at yeah. all the same case here. No, it's not. And I understand that they're very different circumstances, but I just think when you look at man, when you look at Patrick Mahomes, gold I mean, when you look at him against these types of offenses, it's it's when you say unstoppable force versus immovable object, right? That's what we think of when we're like number one offense versus number one pass defense. And number one, as we pointed out, when you are in the Super Bowl and you go up against the number one pass defense, more often than not, that goes very poorly for the quarterback. But it's Mahomes. This goes down to the Kelsey argument. People are like, you know, hey, tight ends don't normally play good at 34. I'm like, I don't care. He's Travis Kelsey. I throw out those numbers gold to me. They don't mean as much when I'm talking about people who do historically different things. To me, Mahomes, Kelsey, like when you're talking about like one of one, all-time players, future Hall of Famers, those things over and over again, I really think that we're having a conversation about, you know, it looks a little bit different on that end. And I think that when you're talking about them, I, I think the it's not an immovable object. Patrick Mahomes can score against any defense, and you and I both know that. Do you think it changes, like l- looking at how he's, he's faced against number one uh, defenses, do you think that the confidence level is not just so much Mahomes, but also, guys, we, we, we talk about the coaching advantage in this game. <laughs> how much, yes, Mahomes plays into it, but how much Andy Reid and what he's seen throughout his years as, as coaching? Okay, he's looking at me because yeah, mixed, I took, I took your chair so Actually, Cody could have a chair. Actually, Alex stole it. Yeah, Cody and was, I accepted it. was really weird. That. Cody was talking like standing up and like he's hovering over me. He's perfectly capable of, of talking and standing. I've but seen was, him do it. But it was very, it was very times. weird though. He was just staring, staring down. So it made more sense for us to have a conversation. You know, this whole week's supposed well, to be so. about you know dealing, you know, rolling with the punches. Things are very yeah, fluid. So I, I got a chair for for Cody. He's fine. He was yeah. fine. I was rolling with the punches. Now you yeah. have to roll with them as well, apparently. <laughs> no, I'm just going to I clearly was making Alex uncomfortable, so I took the seat because he, he, he put it over here. Why was he making you so uncomfortable? Because you're really the one who's on trial here, Alex. It was weird because Cody was standing up and, like, just staring down. I was talking down to him. You know what, man? <laughs> he was I can't believe down. you'd say Mahomes can't score. He was, was talking down. I'm like, we need to get a chair. This is really weird. <laughs> it was really, really I like weird. I waited until the, the – for the 30 seconds I walked Well, because you didn't need it. You were over at that other table. You didn't think I would ever come back? No, but it's going to be okay. It'll be all right. Oh, so oh, okay. So now oh, Cody okay. and I are having a conversation. It's gonna okay. Be okay. Me, I'm just gonna come stand <laughs> close to you, hover St- over you, stand super close and make it uncomfortable. Yeah, breathe on your neck. <laughs> I don't. Why make it weird? He had to add in the breathe on his neck part. That was something that he had to add in at the end. No, what I was saying though, Cody, like in addition to Mahomes and how he's fared against number one defenses, this is where the the coaching difference I think factors in. I mean, Andy Reid has has seen just about every every defense that you could possibly ever see 25 times by now uh, over. And his ability to adapt in-game and pre-game, you give him two weeks to get ready to go up against this defense, what looks is he going to have? He might actually have a full arsenal of wide receivers in, the, in, in this game outside of McCall Hardman. No, I was going to say, we, we, we mentioned the, the Andy Sirianni one. Spags Gannon is quite the experience gap too, right? 
Yeah, talking look, about the two defensive coordinators. Gannon's, Gannon's been fantastic. He has yeah. been, but he still hasn't been in this situation against Mahomes having to shut things down. Look, he gets Mahomes shut down in the Super Bowl. He's going to go ahead himself and get him one of those few open uh, head coaching jobs available. Remember, he's been interviewing well, and he, across he, he the league. Ha- it sounds like he could have had one. Like, you know, he could have had an opportunity down in Houston. Yeah, and he keeps saying, like, I'm staying here, which, look, lots of dudes say that. Uh, Urban Meyer, Har- Harbaugh, it doesn't matter. I can give you a 1,000 examples of guys who said, I'm never leaving who left. So it doesn't mean just because he said that after they won the NFC title game that it actually means something. But he's still inexperienced, man. He hasn't been around here. He has been fantastic. He has a ton of talent, and he has utilized that talent to its maximum potential. But at the same time, there is still questions about whether or not he can do it again. It's a Super Bowl, and they haven't had to face – again, they haven't been put to the test. The two offenses they have faced this postseason, not good. The – bevy of offenses they face in the regular season not good like when you go across the board they just very simply haven't faced anybody anywhere close to the level of Mahomes and then you factor in the fact of where Kansas City is just generally against number one offense the stat you just gave me he's six and one and they score 30 points a game well then what I'm supposed then I then I then it has nothing to do with it. it's not me not it's it's not me not taking the Eagles defense seriously gold it's me taking Patrick Mahomes for what he is against number yeah, one. Defense, I mean, a dominant force. Someone from the 913 on the Jay Southland Soda Service text line, 913-586-7610. Uh, Nick will appreciate this. Says basically, if they're him, you know, no stats matter. If they're, if they're that guy, then the, the, the stats aren't going to, to matter whatsoever, yeah. no matter who he's going up against. Well said. Well said. I thought maybe you were going to add to that. You just keep looking around. Looking for our next guest. Looking for Trey Wingo. Wingo's. <laughs> that's, his, that's his Twitter handle. That is, yes, thank you. That is, that is exactly his. Uh, that's exactly his Twitter handle. Uh, the way you said it, we, you know, you know so what we actually, we, you know what we really did drop the ball on, guys, today. What? We should have sent Nick to the Rihanna press conference and see if he could have got a question in. <clears throat> what would he have asked about? Nick doesn't agree with me on that. No, I don't disagree. If you just, uh, the only way I would have let you do it is if you tried to get two or three questions in, and the answer to the question was just names of her song. You'd be like, hey, what's the what do you like using when it rains outside? And you try to get her to say umbrella. <laughs> that's the only way. That's I'm what you this. would send me over there for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you want me to do? Ask you a serious question? I don't think so. I'm not doing that. You want to? Just, yeah. Okay. I'm not doing that. Oh, we're expected here in just a, a minute or so to have Warren Sharp uh, join us momentarily. Warren Sharp, and we'll, we'll try to get Trey Wingle on a little bit later on, maybe. Uh, in the show, but expected to have Warren Sharp from Sharp Football Analysis uh, join him, get a really good perspective and and how the Chiefs have fared in, in particular against uh, against you know starting quarterbacks and what they've allowed in terms of multiple touchdown passes. And of course, we, we love using uh, some of the resources from Warren Sharp throughout our football season. We reference it all the time on our show. And our our guest here from Radio Row are presented by. Ag Power, John Deere and Papa Murphy's. All our guests there, your local authorized John Deere dealer. And by Papa Murphy's, get any medium two-topping pizza for just $6.99 in-store or at papamurphys.com. Warren, it's great to have you on the show. Of course, you guys can follow him. You probably already do. At Sharp Football on Twitter, Sharp Football Analysis. And I see right in front of you, got it. It's, what, 75 pages, if not more, of, of everything you want to know to break down and get set for this game on Sunday. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, I loved analyzing this game. You know, I think I think it's going to be such a competitive game of cat and mouse. And I think a lot of the coaching decisions from a game planning perspective are ultimately going to decide how this game ends. 
I think what's fascinating to me is like, and we've talked about it with a couple of other guests, is these are diametrically different offenses. They do not play. Honestly, defenses they don't play very similar football. The two teams, and I don't know if in your seventy-three page report it, it kind of exists that, but I don't know in the history of the NFL how I'm supposed to assume two teams who play very different will fare against each other. Yeah, well, I think the great thing about the Kansas City Chiefs offense is most people, even myself to some extent, I was when I dug into this game deeper, I was expecting to see the version of this team that was there the past several years that made everybody fall in love with Patrick Mahomes. This is such a different team right now, the way that they play offense than any other year prior. And actually what's scary is they're far more efficient this season as well, particularly when it comes to passing the football with this style. And it actually matches up perfectly against the deficiencies of the Philadelphia Eagles defense. And then the other side, you're right. The Philadelphia Eagles have this run first strategy because they're built really well to run the football. They do it in a unique way because they still play with a lot of 11 personnel. They're use 11 at the third highest rate in the league. So they're still spread you out forcing those light boxes they still pass the ball at a pretty high rate a lot of people are surprised to know that they're the fifth highest pass rate team in the first half of games but they flip on a dime to be the third most run heavy team in the second half of games and that's where I think one of the biggest discrepancies or disparities is going to come into play that you were alluding to is that in the second half whoever's down I think if the Chiefs are down I feel good Patrick Mahomes has a Patrick Mahomes has a ton of experience when he is trailing in second halves of games. However, Jalen Hurts, he's had 25 dropbacks all season long when he's been trailing in the second half of games. He's been sacked on three of those. On the 22 that he's thrown the football, his EPA per pass attempt out of 74 quarterbacks with at least 100 pass attempts this year, he ranks 74th. He's dead wow. last in EPA per attempt when trailing in the second half of games, and he's thrown the third fewest pass attempts in that situation. In the second half, in the fourth quarter, they just don't have a lot of experience putting the ball in Jalen Hurts' hands and saying, win us this game. And so I'm worried if the Eagles are down, that's going to cost them. Whereas if the Chiefs are down, Mahomes is built for that. He's the second highest EPA per attempt when trailing in the second half. You look over the last two seasons, he's had hundreds of attempts in those types of situations. Ranks third best over the last two years in EPA per attempt when trailing in the second half. Where do you think, and you kind of alluded to it with the running game for for Philadelphia, where are the Chiefs most, most vulnerable in this football game? Yeah, it's definitely on the ground. It's absolutely on the ground. Now, the, the, like I said, they're going to spread you out. They're going to use 11. The Chiefs' pass defense has improved a lot second half of the year from first half of the year. And one of the ways that they've improved is they've played with they, – they were 25th to start the season. They finished the season 10th best against the pass. However, one of the changes that they made is they started playing with a lot lighter box counts. And that flooded the passing lanes. It allowed an extra man in coverage to play more too high. And that prevented opposing passing attacks from having a lot of success. The issue here is you can't play the Eagles with a lighter box. I mean, you're rolling the dice and and coming up on the short end of the sticks if you try to do that too much. And as a result, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to put Steve Spagnuolo in a difficult position. Do I try to slow down the run game first and foremost, especially with Jalen Hurts not having, you know, maybe a 100% shoulder? Or do I play the traditional way that I've been playing and my past defense has been better at, which I'm playing more too high, and that's going to 
allow the Eagles to run the ball a lot on you. And are you satisfied with that? We've seen them go up against a number of good run teams this season. Not not a ton. They've played a relatively easy schedule. But the times that they have played those teams, they've still played with lighter box counts. And those teams have had some success on the ground. But the Chiefs' offense has outscored them. I mean, those teams on average were still putting up. The Chiefs were just scoring into the 30s in order to win those games. What do you you mentioned that the the Chiefs' offense lines up almost perfectly with their defense? Is that in the middle? Do we just assume that that's like Travis Kelsey and their inability to tackle in the middle of the field? Is that is that where you think the Chiefs' advantage is? Well, there's there's multiple. I was very surprised when I saw, hey, the Eagles have the number one pass defense. They're great against the pass. Actually, first of all, let's take away the fact that they've played a easy schedule their easiest easy. schedule okay let's just set that to aside i'm not going to talk about schedule adjusted metrics here let's just look at the data though on passes when the offenses throw the ball 10 plus yards down the field this eagles pass defense is the best in the league but on passes thrown one to nine air yards they rank 17th but slightly below average that's number one number two on passes thrown in less than 2.6 seconds this defense is bottom 10 defending those types of passes. When they're quarterbacks, they get the quarterback to hold on to the ball for over 2.6 seconds, they're number one in the NFL. And thirdly, this is a great defense if that quarterback is not using shotgun play action. They're the best defense. But when the quarterback's using shotgun no play action and he's just distributing the ball, this is a defense that struggles a lot. And then you think about the quarterbacks that they have played and the style of quarterback that the Eagles have gone up against. you got a lot of quarterbacks that hold on to the football a lot, that don't play a lot of shotgun play action, that don't throw the ball really short, like these guys that are dropping back and trying to throw the ball deeper down the field, like the Daniel Jones types, etc. This is a Kansas City Chiefs offense that is built to attack all of the areas and deficiencies that the Eagles have defensively without changing anything. Like the Chiefs don't have to go into this game and say, well, we got to switch this and change this, and instead of throwing deep, we got to throw short. No, this is how this Chiefs team is built. So, yes, when you were talking about Travis Kelsey, absolutely. This Eagles defense down inside of the red zone against 12 and 13 personnel passes is bottom three defending plays in the red zone passes from 12 or 13 personnel and their bottom five defending the run so I think when the Chiefs get down into the red zone it's, it's got to be a lot of shorter quicker passes get the ball out of Mahomes hands as you matriculate the ball down the field I don't know that Pacheco I, I'm of the belief that this Eagles run defense has improved enough that I think they're going to limit what Pacheco is able to do the strengths of the Eagles run defense in terms of personnel grouping wise and run type wise doesn't match up well with what the Chiefs love to do. And for those reasons, I think it's got to be, this is a Mahomes game, a lot of short, quick passes, get the ball to the red zone. Now we can spread the field. Now we can run it, or we could use our heavier personnel groupings, our 12-13s, look for Travis Kelsey to catch a touchdown, look for one of the other tight ends to catch a touchdown as well, Jody Fortson, maybe any touchdown. We just touchdown. said we liked his anytime touchdown bet. Boom, it's like 14-1. Yeah. <laughs> to one. Yeah, so, yeah, depending on where you're shopping. I, I wish uh, Warren Sharp from Sharp Football Analysis, I, I wish you were prepared for this game. I wish I, I wish you I wish you had done your research you decide, and everything like this. Like, maybe this we'll stop at 43 <laughs> pages. No, like, I mean, no. I just the, the good thing is it's the last game of the year. I write my book starting in March, and I spend like – months writing that book it's like 500 pages previewing next season this is like the last chance i have to share analysis with people and i like to uncover things not everybody on radio row everybody else out there is discussing i try to come up with some more interesting angles and so i i love sharing that yeah we know we really appreciate the time let's real quick get a prediction though our guest prediction is brought to you by ag power john deere and papa murphy's based on what you're kind of talking about here do you lean towards kansas city or philadelphia I think this game comes down to the final possession. I have not bet anything on the actual outcome. I was 
forced to pick a final score for an article that I was writing for Fox. I gave them 27-24 Eagles, but I think it could be 27-24 Chiefs as well. I don't like a bet on that. I took the first half to have over 24 points. I think unlike some Super Bowls that start out super slow, yeah, sure, maybe the first five minutes, 10 minutes, there's not a lot of scoring. I do think the scoring ramps up pretty quickly. I think we get over that point. I also like from a props perspective, I like Patrick Mahomes over three and a half rushing attempts. Kneel downs count, obviously, but I think in the second half of this game, you're going to get these quarterbacks running a little bit more when everything's on the line. First half, preserve, make sure you're healthy through four quarters, then you can run the ball. I also like Miles Sanders. I took some of his rushing props earlier on over because I just think the Eagles, he's going to be involved in more than just the first half like he's been in the past. I think he's going to be involved in all four quarters of this game because I think it's going to be very tight. If the Eagles don't get out early, I think the Chiefs are going to have a great opportunity to win this game because I don't trust, like I started off with, Jalen Hurts coming from behind. Warren Sharp, Sharp Football Analysis. Of course, follow him on Twitter if you don't already, at Sharp Football. Really appreciate the time. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you, guys. There you go. Right here on Radio Row. All our guests brought to you by Ag Power, your local authorized John Deere dealer, and by Papa Murphy's. Get any medium two-topping pizza for just $6.99 in-store or at papamurphys.com. Great inside analysis there uh, from Warren Sharp, as he mentioned, kind of a, a different way to look at the game as well. And that first, keep going back to the, the first half, right, in the first quarter and how important that is, maybe even so much more so for Philadelphia, just because of how they typically have been playing this year. Emphasis on, on quick starts and enforcing in, in Philadelphia to be playing from behind and how much that can just set you up for a really special day on Sunday. Man. Starting to feel like that might be the single most important <laughs> thing in this game. I don't like based on other just than like, just holding up on the pat. Warren line. really dug in deep, obviously, but when you talk, but that's it. Philly hasn't had to play that way. So there's only 25 dropbacks when they're trailing, and in those just those 25, he stunk. Like I like the idea of taking them out, and that that part I guess I hadn't realized that they are the third heaviest pass team in the first half and the third and, and the heaviest run team in the second half. That speaks to the lead thing, man. They haven't had to do the inverse of that. They throw to get ahead. They run to grind you out. If you let them get, especially go too far ahead of you, it's a problem. But it's less of a problem for the Chiefs, as he points out, because the Chiefs can throw. The Chiefs are used to throwing. They'll throw four quarters a game. They don't care. They can be up 20 and throw. They can be down 20 and throw. I feel like there's a distinct advantage there. I'm way less worried about the Chiefs if they're down. I feel way better if the Eagles are down at halftime. Coming up next here live in Arizona, a Thursday edition from Radio Row. It is the Chiefs Red Half Hour. We'll have Nate Taylor from The Athletic joining us for a full half hour right here on 610 Sports. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Radio. 
Chiefs.com. Chiefs Red Half Hour, every day at 11.30 on Cody and Gold. It is the Chiefs Red Half Hour presented by Greenway Ford. It's a new day, a new way at the all-new Greenway Ford as we continue broadcasting live in Arizona from the media center here, getting set just three days away from the big game. And our coverage is presented by Ray Gunn and Baker University. But we normally on a Tuesday in a warm studio at 1 o'clock hour have a guy by the name of Nate Taylor. You can hear him already. I love it. I, by the way, I must say, like, we get more comments about your energy and your, your, your what, the laugh good. and everything than from any other guests we have. Nate Taylor from The Athletic, Nate Taylor Show on 610 Sports Radio. He's joining us for the entire Chiefs Red Half Hour in Phoenix. How is uh, how's Phoenix treating you so far, man? It's been great. Um, the weather's been awesome. Um, this is like perfect for me from a so much stimulus going on. A lot. There's a lot. Yeah. Um, well, we were all rubbernecking earlier when yes. uh, Deion Sanders walked by. Yeah, Coach Prime walked by. Ooh. He did. One of my one of my favorite moments of the 2019 Super Bowl was getting a chance to see, get close, and then have a nice little like acknowledgement of my existence from Martha Stewart. It was. It was. <laughs> oh, in yeah, Miami. Yes, in Miami. It was. It was. It was. Simply Same. perfect. I got that too, but I was desperately trying to get her on the show. And then, oh, there's mm. just no time. I was like, but come on, no other sports radio host in this thing bakes as much as me. Come on our show. We yes, care. Yes. That, we didn't get Martha Stewart. Yeah, she, you, uh, you had a collection to roll out to her. But no, it's. What happened? What happened? It's been great. Um, I feel like the week has officially kicked off. And, and now that media stuff's done. Yeah, it, it's a weird sort of dynamic, right? We talked to players Monday through today, and now basically. Um, all the celebrities come, and it is a real party. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a great time, and I'm excited to just see you guys because getting from the team hotel to here, it's always chaotic. Um, but, yeah, man, what a, what a, what a fun game because I'm still figuring out new things each day that I'm learning about these matchups um, that I think are going to be really impactful on Sunday. What, what is the biggest question that kind of still outstanding for you other than the result of the game for Sunday? I talked to Tom Melvin today, uh, the tight ends coach for the Chiefs, and just the idea that, like, they really have four tight ends that they could use in this game. And I know there's some question about, you know, Kadarius Toney's ankle and obviously Juju Smith-Schuster's knee. Tom didn't tell me, obviously. (laughs) I wish he would have. But I think this is a game where you can see multiple tight ends on the field. The idea that, like, Travis Kelsey could be more of a wide receiver while having three guys like, you know, Blake Bell, Jody Fortson, and Noah Gray kind of being in the mix on certain down in situations uh, for them to sort of exploit more traditional sets from the Eagles. The Eagles will probably like to be more in dime to nickel against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs may counter by saying we want to keep three linebackers on the field as much as possible. One way to do that is to have tight ends. Um, you know, it was yesterday where I was really thinking about I. It, it is hard to believe that they're going to have cornerback, rookie cornerback, another rookie cornerback, and they're going to blitz one of them. I wholeheartedly believe they are. that they are going to blitz Jalen Watson or Trick McDuffie. And the beautiful thing is, like, how can the Eagles know? Like, Spags is – Steve Spagnuolo is so good at this because, hey, early in the year was LeJarrius Sneed. Now late in the year you see, you know, Justin Reed blitzing a lot more. And because of the Eagles running game, 
to just force the issue, just start blitzing cornerbacks from, like, the edge. Like, Jalen Watson, get in there and get dirty. Um, you know Snead's going to be around the ball. And so as much as I wrote about the defensive line, it also brings me back to the idea of, like, he's just going to blitz Jalen Hurts, like, 20 times in this game. And if That's what I said earlier. I feel if, like his plan should be, like, just send I, him at him all damn Light day. him up. Light, light him up. I mean, you know they got the best offensive line anyway. Well, and Warren Sharp just pointed out to us something I hadn't realized about this team. They are the number they're the number three pass rate team in mm-hmm. the first half of the game. So you know they're gonna throw it in the first half. If there's a time to be predictive about when they're gonna pass, it's yeah. the first half of this game. Yeah, because they obviously want to get a lead and then just squeeze you out with their just yeah. talented running backs, and obviously Jalen is a part of the mix as well. But it's 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 great to <laughs> it's great to know that like they can't hide it anymore. Yeah. Like you you talked to Juan Thornhill yesterday and he's like I want to tell you, girl, I want to tell you, but, like, we probably go blitz, right? And I remember talking to Justin Reed after the regular season finale against the Raiders, and they started blitzing him in that game. He had a sack, and I just said, hey, is that a little bit of a preview we're going to see in the postseason? He's like, hey, man, Spags got all the blitzes, so you know it's coming. And now they may actually ask rookie Brian Cook to play more in coverage. Obviously, he did that fairly well in the second half. Got beat on that one deep ball, but he yeah. they tested him a few times. So, if you know he's going to be on the mix, um, then maybe that allows Justin Reed or Juan Thornhill to blitz as well, too. I mean, it's wild, but they're going to ask Trent McDuffie, hey, Devontae Smith, it's just you and him, man. You know what? Everybody else is going to the quarterback. Maybe I, sh- I trust him to do that. I Maybe I'm just, like, way too bold on Trent McDuffie. I, I actually trust him to do that. I trust him yeah. to shut down Devontae Smith. It, it, it's, it's wild, but – They've gotten better over the course of the entire season. So um, if the trend continues, yeah, you could say Jalen Watson is going to be one-on-one with A.J. Brown because we think that quarterback is not going to be as accurate as Joe Burrow is in one-on-one deep shots against the Blitz. I wonder if that's part of their game plan is just no one has pushed Jalen Hurts deep downfield with that right shoulder injury with somebody in his face. And that was one of the surprising things about the 49ers. They don't blitz a ton, but they never made him feel super-duper uncomfortable. And so if Spags wants to force the issue, um, there's going to be one-on-one opportunities for A.J. Brown. Is the ball accurate and on time, or can Jalen Watson or Trent McDuffie or Joshua Williams make a play on the ball to where it's not a long completion? One of the questions a lot of people want to know, though, today, I guess uh, Patrick Mahomes was asked about Rihanna. I don't know if that was you who asked the question <laughs> no. about what, what his favorite Rihanna song, song is. is. Uh, I mean, that was, you work. can confirm that was not you. That's what he it's, said it was. That's a great yeah. song. I mean, it's got to be work. Um, I, it was not me that asked the question. I, is I that also your favorite Rihanna song, it sounds like? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, <laughs> in terms of the set, what do you open with if you're Rihanna at, at the halftime show? Because do you want to get people, like, charged up immediately, or do you want to, like – ease them into it and then have like this gigantic crescendo. Are they going to have a huge guest star like they've been doing in these ones that's lately? That's true. Well, it's we, funny. They've been really good about bringing in the guest stars. It yeah. It's funny you ask what song it could be. Of course there are odds for that, Nate Taylor. Oh, there are! Oh, How about God. that? What will her first that? song be? Let's bet on it. Come on, let's make some show. mistakes. Now this is an offshore bra- uh, prop. I don't care. i bet it with him. Yes. Diamonds is the favorite. Ooh. Plus 220. Don't championship theme. Yeah, that makes sense. Don't stop the music. Nah. 
Don't right. roll with that. We found love is the next favorite. Then lift me up and believe it. Lift me up. Lift I can. Me up that's a good bet. Good. What are the odds what, on that? Uh, one? The, la- the longest shot is bleep better have my money. So, I'm gonna ask <laughs> the NFL. I think the NFL is gonna say, can we just? Are you Can sure we save that for the tour? Like that was my favorite. Yeah. That was that was my favorite part about the Eminem and Dr. Dre when they're like, "Hey, if you guys could not, because you're like, we're Eminem and Dr. Dre. That's a stupid. Why'd you even invite us here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Rihanna, you you you're obviously a diva star. Can we just talk about money on the world tour, not the sports biggest stage? Um, I do like diamonds though. Diamonds is diamonds is like it's not a. It's not a deep cut, but it's also not one of our biggest hits either. But Diamonds is very Is this is this which one like you've been to a couple Super Bowls now. We were at the one where it was J in Miami J Lo and Shakira, which was a great it was a great Ooh. show. Shakira Are you kids. more looking forward to this one or was that the one you were? It was that one. Yeah. It was that one. It was a great show. It was that one. That was a great it was show. That one. And of course, Shakira had her own like sort of Chiefs theme or whatever because of the incidents in Mexico City. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but to see her in person. Um, I think most people know during halftime, I go on Twitter and ask for everybody's thoughts and sort of, you know, do like a mini halftime break show. It's going to be hard, guys. It's hard when you're doing it at the Super Bowl because you're looking at, obviously, um, very talented artists. You know, the Bruno Mars. I'm really sad now I miss Dre and Eminem. That would have been, yeah. been the best one. Why with did 50, the Chiefs fail me? With, with, with them hanging 50 cent from the Raptors like he's 22. <laughs> Damn. He's my age. I'm still, now, you know what? That makes me even more mad about that yes. Bengals game last year. And it's Super Bowl week, and I shouldn't even care about that. But now uh, I'm mad again. And it was, a cool, it was a cool set. So I'm interested to see what the set is. Um, I think Rihanna had her press conference either earlier today. This morning? Or, yeah, yeah. We morning. said we were going to send Nick, but he didn't go. Well... Yeah, Nick, Nick, Nick <laughs> can't, can't even respond. Nick can't even respond and defend himself. Nate's grabbing the just mic. Take the mic away Nate's from stealing him. the mic away. Is that even plugged no, in just, anything? Just let him. Just let him. Just let him flounder out there. <laughs> uh, He's desperate to defend himself. Just, just to be clear, I was Cody came up with that idea after the press conference, about an hour <laughs> after the press conference ended. He's like, "You should have went. You're supposed to work ahead." Cody's you know? best ideas always come in hindsight. Yeah. After the fact. Oh, we should have done this one thing an hour ago. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, maybe next year. Goodness. We can see you next time, Nick. Yeah. Nate Taylor. We get to come every year, so it's great. Right. Nate Taylor from The Athletic uh, joining us here on Radio Row in Phoenix, getting set for the the big game. We we were going through uh, yesterday a a couple times, both on Arrowhead Pride Radio and here on Cody and Gold, players that were pretty dead set and this will be their final game on Sunday Mm. in a Chiefs uniform. Is, Is there one obvious one where you could just Plain and simple, sorry, this this is it for him, or or do you think there are still some some doubt with multiple guys uh, that might actually end up staying that surprise us? Frank Clark, for example. I know Frank Clark might be getting to the point where it's a real question mark. But it works the exact same way next year as if he'll take a one year deal, which is yes. he no one's going to pay him thirty. Right. Some of them might pay him fifteen. 15 right. So if the Chiefs give you six, which is all the more they would have to give you in addition to it, because uh-huh. they're going to owe him nine no matter what. Okay, are we getting a better pass rusher than the six million dollars for Frank Clark? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Like I feel like there becomes a weird justification. Yeah, and and the fact that he got through the entire season the way you wanted him to, right? Which is stay healthy, be durable. He had the two game suspension, came back. Obviously, um, sort of picked his spots. I think he's been. I love that Frank is honest and genuine a lot of the times yeah. when we talk to him, and he's just like, yeah, why would I show you my best pass rushing moves in October when I know we're going to be there in January? Now, that obviously frustrates Chiefs fans because they feel like he's a player that, when you really think about it, his talent right now in his career leads me to believe he's like an eight- to nine-sack guy if he just went all out every game. But 
they chose to obviously feature Chris Jones, and he did his part to sort of be like the sidekick and then obviously take care of business in the postseason. The player that comes to mind the most um, is probably Juan Thornhill. Um, Juan Thornhill is going to make a lot of money, kids. Like, Traverius Ward, I, I believe, made, what, $14 million last year per year? Um, Something like that. Juan Thornhill might make more given the where the market is. And they and drafted Brian Cook. They I did. Mean. Yep. And, and so he's played out his rookie deal. Um, so he would be the guy that I would probably nominate most on um, playing a significant role Sunday, but perhaps for the last time, just because I think there will be teams capable of outbidding the Chiefs in free agency, and you're not obviously going to use a franchise tag on Juan Thornhill because you're going to use a franchise tag on Orlando Brown. So when you rank who is the um, top free agents that are unrestricted for March, I think Juan is probably the, the most significant guy. What, what about Juju? I know he had said yesterday how much he likes being here, and I actually believe Juju when he says that because yeah. he said that about Pittsburgh and he went back. But yep. we keep saying, like, there might be a financial difference that just makes us untenable. Because he is going to be the number one wide receiver available. Nick thinks they're underestimating his market, like that it might be more like three for 60, like $20 million a year. I know it's going to be north of $15 million a year, I'm pretty sure. Is it going to just be too expensive for Kansas City? Um, it's a passing league. Somebody got to get these odds. And if they win the Super Bowl, there's a real Super Bowl tax. Like, yeah. that is a concept that you can actually see in practicality when you look at the modern free agency over the last, I would say, 10 to 15 years. Like, you win, a, you help a team win a Super Bowl as a veteran in your prime. He's not 30. You generally pay a tax, which is why it was so unusual, partly because of the pandemic, partly because of the team chemistry that Sammy Watkins decided to return for the 2020 season. Yeah. Instead the of, back time. Instead of obviously cashing in. Um, so if you look in hindsight of that as an example, then, yeah, maybe I don't know the team yet. That's the problem is, like, can I project this team is definitely going to outbid the Chiefs and it's going to be like comparable like it's like to the, the to, Bears or something. But I don't think he's going to want to go to a loser. Yeah, and that's and I that's think he wants too. money and a good team. Yeah, and so he's going to have to try to find a way to hedge it to some degree. Um, like the Jets. The Jets is the ultimate hedge. With, with they get with Derek Aaron, Carr or they get Lamar or, Jackson or, or Aaron Rodgers. Or Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they get or, that guy. Or, or Aaron Rodgers. Had a great defense, Sauce Gardner. That's, need, that's the hedge. I don't know if I need to look into the camera real quick, but if he's not wearing <laughs> green, he's going to wear another green. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how, how many darkness retreats have you taken in your life, Nate? Are you thinking about that after all of the lights and Stressful week show here, of the you know, Super Bowl? I think you. we could. Let's all go on a darkness retreat let's together. Dark- oh, the my. four of us. Can they feed me well? He said that they feed you. He said it was through a slot and a door. It sounded I, a lot no, like no, prison. No, no, I'm no, like, no, no, homie, no, no. It sounded a lot like jail. No, hell no, dog. What? I'm sure it's good food. It's probably not like prison food. But he said, yeah, it was through a Can slot and a door. Can I get like a timeout? Can I get like a, a a case where like I'm, you know, hey, uh. You know, I, I raise my hand. I, I would like to. I would like some filet mignon now. Uh, and then, I'll, then I'll go back in. Then I'll go back in, and uh, 
uh, reflect some more. Just one, like, one lamp next to a wall and a fillet. He says you can walk out whenever you want. He said some people will be like, think they're going to do a week, and they do, like, three days. But I feel like you I'd would be crazy. in there, and you would think you've been in there for two days. I'm like, yeah, you've only been here for six hours. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to make it very clear. I would become. So I can't listen to a podcast. Nothing. An audio Darkness. book. Darkness. Darkness, dude. Quiet. Just within your own thoughts, you know? I can't. I don't I can't. like my own thoughts that much. No. I, they scare me. <laughs> no, man. We've, we've said. I like my own thoughts on a beach. Or I like my own thoughts, I don't know, at like a yeah. nice bar where, you know, just winding down for the night. But, like, uh, he said the food coming out of slot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, it's like solitary confinement. You're telling confinement. Me, you're yeah. telling me the in the hole. You're in the hole. That's, that's what it is. You're here, Rogers. And you're paying thousands of dollars. There are other holes to be in, not <laughs> this one. Dude, just no. like just go to like a bungalow in Bali. Like if you're just looking to like get away and leave your phone at home, fly to Bali and go sit in one of those like huts that's like walking out of the yes. beach and there's no one else around. You're rich. You you know who this reminds me of, and I have a great admiration and respect for what he did. But this is this is Ricky Williams without the glamour, without yeah. the quarterback. Obviously, by the way, um, I got in an Uber with Holly uh, Tuesday. Well, that's right. She's she, here, too. She is here. Um, I got to find some way to, like, sneak her in here so she can see this. You could just get a day pass. You know, we can we apply could, for a day, a day pass, pass man. man. We can do that for you. Okay. You can get we, a day we, pass. We, we You're looking at the day pass. Ooh. He's Nick is just handing him out like candy. He really right. is. He just, wants he just one. Like, <laughs> he really is. I just want to show her, you know, obviously that's Jamar Chase. This is Austin Eckler. Jamar Chase just walking by casually. No big deal. No big deal. Get him on the show, Nick. I feel like I wish I was wearing my Burrowhead My Ass shirt. Oh, I just stood stood up real quick. Just just stretch Uh, out a little bit. Are smoking that Joe Burrow? Uh, Oh, I didn't even bring one. uh, We have both of those shirts. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. Mr. Tuna and I can't just walked right by. You know why? Because his ass isn't playing in the Super Bowl. (laughs) Right. That's for sure. But I just want to explain that, like, you see all these people? This many people know who that is, based on facial recognition and yeah. obviously, like, I love I love Super Bowl week because <laughs> come on in, everybody come in. Like, do you know how good Austin Eckler is? No, he looks just like an ordinary player. Dude, Christian McCaffrey walked by and people weren't even like what? turning Don't their head. Don't even know, which is, which is hilarious. He is, and the <laughs> Eagles didn't want to tackle him two weeks ago. Um, yeah. So I mean, but he I was just, playing for the Super Bowl yet? <laughs> yes, ten days ago. Ten days ago. Yeah, um, but at the same time, like, you know, you, you see somebody that obviously um, – I saw Tuco from, from – Oh, from Breaking Bad? From Breaking Bad. What's I saw he doing? Him, what, I, I want Tuco on. on. I Is he out tu- here? I saw him on Tuesday, and I was like, can you – I told oh. one of his assistants, can you tell Tuco I'd look that for him. I don't know who you guys actor. are talking about. You've seen Breaking Bad, right? Yeah. No, he hasn't. Tuco. Oh, he's never seen Breaking Bad. Tuco Salamanca, dude. Tuco Salamanca. saying Tuco, and I don't know who that is. Here, I'll get you a photo. I'll get you. I'll get you. A he's a well-known character. I know who Brian Cranston is. You want me to look for him? He's Raymond Cruz or whatever is his actual name. Ray, yeah. you you're you, you terrified me the, on camera. Raymond is the actor. Um, oh, scary dude. Yeah, very scary dude. Play, um, um, wonderful actor. Crazy. Very nice gentleman. Um, but. Like one of one of his assistants was like, "Would you like to talk to Tuco?" That was oh. her, her direct oh. question to me. What? How would come no one asked us we want to talk to Tuco? Well, he was here Tuesday. I don't man. know where he is now. But I was like, I would love to, but ma'am, I have to go. You missed Carrot Top I, as I have well, to Nate. Go write Carrot my, Top I have to was go here. Write a story. It's Pac-Man right to your left, Nate. But yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, you should get that. Suit. You know which one he is, you Nate? Get that <laughs> did, you, did you identify <laughs> him? <laughs> oh man, I love Super Bowl. I love the Super Bowl. Um. Yeah, so, I, I mean, it's a great – it's just a great time. But I think for 
everything that is going on. They are, they are 60 minutes from a Super Bowl. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Um, again, in my conversation with Tom Melvin this, this morning, the tight ends coach, he's told me that uh, coaches started on July 24th. And in his estimation, he has had seven days off of work. Seven days where he didn't have to do something. All for this game, man. Between then and now. And I just went, coaching's really hard. And then he looked at me and he goes, yeah. <laughs> it's like coaching's really hard. How, how much do you think that the coaching part factors into this game? In terms of Nick Sirianni's obviously had a really nice start to say the yeah, least. Yeah. More experienced head coach, more experienced offensive coordinator, more experienced defensive coordinator. It matters. I, I, I really think it does. Um, now, the Eagles did some things in the matchup a year ago where it was like, hey, we know what our advantages are. How about that? See, this Come is ahead. Super Bowl week at its finest. Nate now, just got dropped I'm off gonna, some church's chicken. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I have not had church's chicken in a while, but I'm about to have it in minutes. If I can get your wife a day pass for tomorrow, can I get one of those chicken tenders? Yeah, man. Okay. Come on over. Or Nate, just go over to the table and grab us a little bu- bucket again. That's where the guy was at. Where? There, there are dude, people yeah. gravitating. Nick, go get us all some chicken, where dude. All the meat, where do you think all the, all I, the overweight crunch, media is now gathered? Audio. Dude, I gotta be honest. Line. That yeah, one crunch for the audio. That biscuit looks fantastic. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, my Nick, God. get us all some chicken, <laughs> please. Oh my God. I'm begging. Alex seems to know where it is. Nick, I don't know. Maybe we have to send Alex. Oh man. We but yeah, coaching don't no matter. <laughs> <laughs> While Nate's chewing, a reminder, though, all our guests here on radio are, are brought to you by Ag Power, your local authorized John Deere dealer, and by Papa Murphy's. Get any medium two-topic pizza for just six ninety-nine in store or at PapaMurphy's.com. We'll have to get Nate uh, a nice little gift card from Papa Murphy's. We yeah. got those around here as well, so we appreciate Nate, of course, stopping by. Do I do I trust Andy Reid over Nick Sirianni? Yeah. Yes. Do I trust Steve Spagnuolo? Yes. Do I trust Eric Bieniemy? Of course I do. Should Chiefs fans? Yeah, they they really should, um, but they not they're not the ones that have to block Hassan Riddick. They're not the ones that have to, um, you know, tackle Miles Sanders. Uh, schematically, I think they'll be fine. It's just a matter of can Mahomes obviously reach an even better level than he showed in the AFC Championship game, and if Chris Jones does this to the best offensive line in football. Case closed, shut the door, he a Hall of Famer. You think it's case closed? Case closed. Because I think if he gets the ring, then he's on track and he's put himself in a strong position. But you're saying case closed case it closed. sounds like first ballot type stuff to me. Because you're a two-time Super Bowl winner and everyone will remember you as one of the best defensive players of this year. You'll never be the best. You could, Donald's going to get that crown. But and, and one of the f- best things about this week is obviously having dinner with my colleagues at The Athletic, one of them being Mike Sando, who is a Hall of Fame voter. And so last night he was talking about the process to, you know, obviously his fellow colleagues, and I'm, I'm not a Hall of Fame voter, by the way. Um, but in terms of the arguments as to when you're a finalist compared to your peers of that group, and it's obviously a lofty place to be, Chris Jones can say I was the best player at my position in the prime of my career that led to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Not many players, even when they're finalists for the Hall of Fame, can actually say that. I think that got Terrell, your description of that got Terrell Davis yes. in the Hall of Fame. Yes. I was the best player at my position at the time rings. we were winning Super Bowl. 
And get multiple yep. rings out of that. All right, let's get your uh, your prediction, guest predictions brought to you by Ag Power, John Deere, and Papa Murphy's. How's it going on Sunday? I've said this all week. I will continue to say it. I will trust my own assessment. Now, look, I obviously picked the Bengals to win the AFC Championship You game. did. We still let you on the show, though. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Church's chicken <laughs> is a godsend. God, I really want This is the first is thing it? I've eaten today because we talked to players at 8 a.m. And I took an hour bus ride to get there. Oh, no. Yeah, I had to oh, wake up at there. 6 every morning this week. Um, no, same boat there. Yeah, same boat. So so this is legitimately the first thing I've eaten today. Um, outside of uh, thank you, thank you, Starbucks, for keeping me alive. Um, <laughs> I, I can't doubt him anymore. There's no reason to doubt it's him. the Mahomes effect. Yeah. Like, if I uh, – uh, here's when I'll doubt him, guys, when his ankle is severely hurt and he's going up against a team with a comparable to perhaps even better roster when you look at it because they have more experience, obviously, with the rookies. Yeah. He guided them to the Super Bowl playing excellent ball, and the one mistake he had was the ball slipping out of his hands, not because of the ankle. So, no, I, I can't. I can't <laughs> look at you, fellas. I can't look at my city that I'm from and say I'm going to doubt this man, even though the Eagles probably have the better roster, which I tend to agree to yeah. some extent. But it's close, guys. It's not There's the, not a real yeah, gap. The, the rookies have closed yeah. the gap. It's not a real gap anymore. So I'm going to say Chiefs 30, Eagles 26. Ooh. I think the Eagles will have to keep pace with the Chiefs. If the Chiefs get a 10-point lead early and Jalen Hurts has to drop back, over and over and over. It creates more opportunities for turnovers. Um, and obviously we've seen in the past, if the Eagles have the lead, Mahomes is clearly capable of producing another remarkable comeback in, in a postseason game. So I like the Chiefs. I think some of the position players for the Bengals are better than the Eagles. And they went through that test and got over it. So I'm going to say that they're going to win their second Super Bowl in four years, in their third appearance in four years, and it will solidify basically the legacy of everyone who's a core member of the franchise. There you go. That's Nate Taylor from The Athletic, also the Nate Taylor Show here on 610 Sports Radio. All our guests brought to you by Ag Power, your local authorized John Deere dealer, and by Papa Murphy's. Get any medium two-topping pizza for just $6.99 in-store or at papamurphys.com. All right, coming up next, we'll get to what's trending, of course, get you caught up on some, some big news in the sports world, and – Three days away, the Mahomes effect. How much is it worth? We'll break that down next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.